As you're here today, tell me what's going through your head as you think about getting up in front of these investors. Uh, really not making a fool of myself or my company. So um, a little nervous, uh, kind of the first time sort of doing these sort of things. This is usually left to my uh, CEO um, and co-founder, Brian Young. He's more of the voice or the face of the business. I'm more so on the operational side. So I'm hoping I don't get too into uh, the technical sides of the business. Um, it's a pretty complicated business model. We're applying uh, artificial intelligence to the underwriting process from a consumer's perspective, right? We're talking about loans to get a home, loans to get a house, loans to get an education. We're constantly pressured to buy, but never really uh, allowed to be educated on this process. So I think this is an elegant solution for that sort of problem. Getting a loan to buy a home is a painful process. You end up signing your life away and committing hundreds of thousands of dollars and decades of payments, but you're not really sure what happened in the process or if you got the best deal. Stephen Better, Chief Operating Officer of Home Lending Pal, thinks he has a solution. But will the investors agree? Hi, I'm Robbie Hardy. I'm founder and chair of Excel Ventures. Robbie is a champion of the women's entrepreneurship movement, and her venture fund focuses exclusively on debt deals to female founders. Hey, I'm Tim McLaughlin. I'm a partner at Co-Founders Capital. Co-Founders Capital has raised $43 million to invest in North Carolina companies. Hello, I'm Keith Daniel. I'm co-founder and general partner of Resilient Ventures. Resilient Ventures invests in early-stage African-American founders. Hi, I'm Grant Willard. I'm the founder of Jewelbug. Grant Williard is an angel investor whose first company, iCubed, sold to Adobe back in 2005. I'm your host, Sharon Delaney McLeod, and you're listening to the Startup Stage podcast, where underrepresented entrepreneurs can share their dreams with angel investors, venture capitalists, and you. This is season one, and we're in the triangle of North Carolina, a place where colleges and tech form a vibrant startup community. These episodes were recorded in late February, right before the world changed due to COVID-19. At the end of this season, we'll explore what's happened to these companies since the recordings and since the launch of this podcast. Did they get the investment they were looking for? Did other investors contact them after listening to this show? Has the worldwide pandemic affected their chances of getting funding? Keep in mind that great companies are born out of adversity. Hopes and dreams will not be crushed by a pandemic and possible recession. All right, perfect. I'm recording again, everybody. Okay. All right, here we go. All right. Home Lending Pal is a consumer-focused lead generation platform. Unlike Zillow or LendingTree, what we're doing is applying artificial intelligence to identify and validate a consumer's or member's financial credit profile and pair them to a specific loan product that best suits their specific need. Now, most of us homeowners understand how cumbersome the current mortgage approval process is. It's full of disappointment, a lot of human touch points, and just a lot of gaps of information. You could see a lot of this within the statistics of uh, first-time home buyers. 
primarily millennials. Uh, 63% of them complain of buyer's remorse because of hidden costs. Hidden costs that in some parts of the country can be as high as $10,000 per year on average. 47% of them say they weren't able to compare uh, other products with other lenders because of the high bar or the high level of commitment that they have to go through. You know, you have to give a lender your pay stubs, your tax returns, hard credit pools, very intimate information. So as soon as you provide this to them, you're kind of locked in, right? What's the solution to this broken issue? It's Kev. Kev is your pocket underwriter. What we do is we are applying or developing a machine learning environment that simulates the underwriting process while applying natural language processes to provide you instant feedback as to what affordability looks like. And who wants to come on this journey to help empower and educate future homeowners? I would have liked to uh, had that in my pocket about two years ago when I bought my last home. And the process for me was putting together a spreadsheet of four or five different quotes and building it myself, which I doubt the average homeowner goes through that process and does. So I, I get the value there. Uh, talk to me about how you how you monetize this. I think that you know people right now are a little skeptical of these programs, especially with something like Rocket Mortgage, which is you know push button and get your email inbox you know filled Flooding. up immediately with with uh, quotes, right? Yeah, exactly. So so talk to me about how you differentiate, and then talk to me about your revenue model and how you don't turn into that. Perfect. So our our basic approach is to really empower the customer, right? Empower our members, not so much with information, tons of it. We want to empower them with tons of information, but also empower them with the control of their own data. In essence, we want to become their fiduciary, their digital fiduciary in this process. So we understand that the information that you are sharing with us is extremely sensitive. So we've partnered with companies like IBM and Equifax to protect you in this process and provide you um, that reassurance. So that's one way, right? Lenders will not contact you on our platform or be allowed to connect with you unless you wish to move forward with that product. So remember, that's why we consider ourselves to be consumer focused because this platform is built for you, by you. It's built for the people, by the people. And do the people pay? They do not. This is free for you. So at this point, once you decide to move forward with a lender, you've done the research, you figured out where it makes sense, then we pair you to that, to that lender based on our own matching system because we are taking in their guidelines and overlays and kind of siphoning through that database to come up with the ideal match. And then once you push the button, you raise your hand to move forward, that's the point we monetize. So it's a twist on the on the current model today. You monetize it through a, a percentage of the fee. Uh, we flat fee at flat. the moment. All our all our projections are based on flat fees, uh, and the fee structure is really based on the quality of lead, um, which is primarily on the distance to closing. So if you are what we classify purchase ready, which is a borrower who can close <clears throat> within thirty days, we charge uh, the premium to the lender. What's which, that? What's that number? Uh, right now, projections are at two fifty, two hundred fifty dollars. Correct. Okay. But we're also exploring uh, dynamic bid option models in order to kind of capture fair market uh, pricing. We believe that th we believe that this is a, an extraordinarily um, attractive product to lenders. Very attractive. Yeah, absolutely. To this. Okay, thank you. 
So your credit, I mean, the whole process of getting a mortgage is very painful. It is. And if you do rocket mortgage or a lending tree, and then all of a sudden your inbox is filled with all this crap and your phone is ringing, if you start talking to them, then your credit score Start, you know, as soon as you start going down a path to sort of get more information. So tell, talk to me a little bit about, does this help protect my credit score if I go through you and go through this process? We are, we're not invasive, right? It's a soft credit pull. And so what does that soft credit pull do to my credit score? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because it's not a pull for a purchase of a product. This is a pull for the discovery and education of your specific situation today, right? So that's- So that's it's a, one pull and then you can take me to several places. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, and also we will be the first consumer focused platform that will use FICO as opposed to the advantage credit score that you get from Credit Karma or any other platform right now. Do lenders see you as a competitor or do they see you as a friend? Lenders should see us as a friend. Right. Because we understand what their pain points are as well. You know, there's two sides to, to, to this equation. Right. Our focus and, and fiduciary loyalty falls on the side of our members. We also are extremely receptive to our real estate partners because they're also struggling with this problem of asymmetry. What we simply want to do is bring lender and bar at equilibrium, have them both kind of meet in the middle in order to smooth out this transaction. So how much are you trying to raise and how far along are you and in raising talk, it? talk more about your use of funds? Okay, perfect. So right now, when we initially started, our raise was, uh, was targeting 500,000. We've already raised uh, 100, 125,000 of that uh, in the form of equity purchase agreements and also uh, safe notes. So the use of, of funds will be primarily uh, geared towards development shifting the web app that we currently have to a full-fledged app. We decided to approach development in that fashion because the amount of logic that it takes to kind of develop this product is a lot, is remarkable, um, especially when you start looking at the profiles that you're getting from the data sources that we're getting them from. And so that shift to full application. Also, our API cost as well they are significant because we're we are pulling different data sources and that's kind of one of our moats too right you really don't have a platform out there that pieces together all of these data points to create a composite picture of both our members and lenders so so you're parsing through all those sources exactly so that's why that's why that's really your secret sauce exactly is our machine learn is our is our learning environment right that's why you you know you could say well i could do this on an excel sheet you know why you got to complicate it you you can you could definitely do this on the banks have been doing it on excel for decades but that's why the problem is still so cumbersome right you need a, a a system that is that is malleable plastic that's able to adapt, provide feedback, and you know something that we could pr- constantly provide feedback to. So these mortgage companies let you API into their back end? Not exactly, okay. but we are we are potentially once we do hit a certain scale and a, and a certain market share, we could probably negotiate that. But at this point, it's just their mortgage related guidelines. I have one more question. Sure. So these companies that are buying houses now, you know, we don't have to have a real estate agent. Oh, I'm yeah. going to come by your home. Open door and such. Open door, yeah. I couldn't think of any other name. Yeah. So what's the impact there? Is it good to partner with them? Is there something, do they have any impact on your 
No. On your world? Uh, no, they don't. Our world is debt focused. So there's no direct impact. As a matter of fact, you can potentially use our tool and speed up the process with Open Door. So there may potentially be more synergy there than it would be in terms of uh, competitive friction. So the investors are asking all the right questions, but they have some tough ones ahead. Is everyone on the team full time? Is the valuation realistic? We'll find out in a minute. But first, let's talk about the new audiobook, The Startup Hats, Master the Many Roles of the Entrepreneur, by serial entrepreneur turned venture capitalist David Gardner. In this book, David tells you about the 11 hats that you'll need to wear every single day if you're crazy enough to want to be an entrepreneur. And David should know, he's mentored hundreds of entrepreneurs and invested millions in the triangle. This book is easily digestible, but highly impactful and will provide you the guidance to take the next step in your business. You can find the audiobook on Audible, Google Play, and other platforms. That's The Startup Hats, and you don't want to miss it. All right, as we get back to Stephen's pitch, Tim McLaughlin from Co-Founders Capital isn't exactly a fan of providing home lending pal to the consumers for free. So we have a company in our portfolio called Reward Stock. You might be familiar with Reward Stock was on Shark Tank. Yes. They received an investment from our Cuban. And one of the things that they did was they recommended to uh, users with the best credit cards to travel for free. Oh, wow. What we found was that when we didn't charge the consumers anything for it, they thought it was some sort of scam mm-hmm. that we were just pushing credit cards on them. Many, Much like your users might think, you're just pushing a lender, a random lender on them. What we found is that engagement and adoption of the Reward Stock app, once we started charging consumers for it, actually increased really? from, from being free because they now said, I'm a member of this group that is has my best interest at heart. We were doing the exact same thing either way, but the perception was that now that the consumer's paying, we're going to give them the best matching two credit cards or in your case, you know, two loans that they possibly could get. So it's just an idea. So I, I think this is something we've done before. We're okay. focused on B2B Software, this has a very large B2C component, even though you monetize it B2B. But I think there could be opportunities for us to figure out what that looks like. So oh, perfect. I, I'd, I'd certainly be interested in meeting with the team and sitting right. down and discussing yeah. this. Perfect. Yeah, we're available at your convenience. <laughs> You've got a really strong team. Are you all full-time at this point? And That's a question that's uh, kind of killing us all. You know, we're very close to bringing something to market. We're bringing, we're very close to bringing, making something real, but that requires additional funds to really bring everybody in full time. So I guess this is why the conversation, we're having this conversation. Are they coming full time after funding? Yes. I mean, if we could get, if we could close this, this seed round, everybody's in hundred percent. So are there any conflicts with the jobs that they're in versus, you know, their day job is this and their night and weekend job is this and. No, we, we, we've assured that we're protected. We're insulated. Uh, from every end. Yep. So you have a pretty big team that you'd be bringing on full time. Are you sure $500,000 is enough? Why not raise a larger round? Because uh, right now, the way our projections uh, are set up, our negative cash flow just demands us to ask for that much. And also for the sake of equity as well. We really don't want to, you know, we, we could potentially can't ask for more. 
right? We could we could give you a, a, a million reasons why to give us a million dollars, but you know, I, I, it just wouldn't make sense from an investment perspective because we won't even truly be able to justify that by the, by in terms of negative cash flow. You know, because are you wanting to retain the equity? And that as well too. It'll be a friendlier conversation just to ask for that that specific point. Everybody else would be on board to do it. What are the terms of the raise? What, so you're oh. trying to raise five hundred thousand dollars. You have some that have invested on equity, so you Correct. have a valuation. We of do. The company per our last raise, our valuation is about one point nine million. Okay. Great. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's a reasonable valuation. I think it'd be something that if we were to do, we'd probably be interested in putting in more money. Awesome. And I can give okay. you a million reasons why that's the right decision to, to take Absolutely. more money. Okay. But let's certainly follow up and have that discussion with the with the team. All right. Uh, I'm excited to do so. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I agree with Tim that I mean, I think you need more money because the last thing you want to do is be raising the next round poor. So, yes. You know, if people, you know, it doesn't go, it doesn't bode well. And I love what you're doing, but Excel only invests in women. Okay. So I have to say we're passing, but I wish you the best of luck. And I think this guy could be a big help. I appreciate that. Thank you. The sentiment goes far. Thank you. I like the idea of putting AI and making the process easy, leveling the playing field between the lender and the, and the, and the borrower. But I think it's, gonna, it's a long road to getting the lenders to think that you're their friend. So I, so I, I'm, I'm with Tim, but maybe for a little different reason. Why I think you need to be looking at a bigger raise because it's going to be a, a little longer road than I think you may be thinking it is. Okay. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I saw you presented millions, million cups. I gave my card then I didn't hear back from you. So now oh, really? Oh, yeah, no. the pressure's on. I'm, I'm calling you out, but <laughs> I'd like to meet Brian at some point. Okay. You, you, do, you guys are certainly why we're in this as a, as a fund and why we created our fund think you have a really good product. Subject to you getting a lead, I think we could possibly be an investor. I have to pass specifically at this time. Okay. But we certainly want to continue the conversation. Well we could right. we could certainly talk about that. Yeah. If we came in and led the round. Okay. All right. I'd be delighted. All, all right. right. It sounds right. all right. Thank yeah, you thank so much you for so your much. time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. All right. Home lending pal. <laughs> Your pocket underwriter. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, this is this, the technology is the secret sauce, right? I mean, well, getting the APIs. Well, getting which, the APIs, which I mean, is the information from right. I mean, guys I might that want to keep it asymmetric. Person, so yeah. You, you can create. I think you create a sense of urgency for the lenders where you say either you give us your API or we're going to the next five lenders exactly. and they're going to give me the API and they're going to get all our leads. So when it comes to lead generation, I don't think APIs is a hard thing to no. do. What I do think is a hard thing to do is get the users to download the app. So everyone, when they so create something like the, this, so you sell it to the lender, but you, you definitely sell it to the lender, but you still need eyeballs, right? Mm -hmm. Like how do you, how do you have a sustainable, repeatable model of getting eyeballs on the platform? So, yeah. That's that's going to be their real challenge, and it's going to cost a lot of money to do that. Love it, though. Certainly a big need. With Keith and Tim interested in Home Lending Pal, we'll check back in with Stephen on a later episode to see if the investment happened and if the company closed out the round. But before we go, Candace Kelly caught up with Stephen to ask him how the pitch went. All right, we're back and it's over. Tell me yeah. first impressions, your thoughts. Is it better than you thought? Worse than you thought? 
Yeah, I, um, it went a lot smoother than I thought. Tim, uh, he was very receptive to, to the to the idea. And even more surprising was um, after we stated, you know, what our, our raise um, was, he kind of felt like you need to raise more, and that, which is also exciting, right? If they're willing to, to meet us there, I, that would be... That would be great. It gets everybody full time, and we could this could really become a real, a truly viable platform. What about other forms of capital, such as licensing? Do you think like banks would be interested, or are there are opportunities for licensing? Yeah, actually, Wells Fargo um, uh, came to us uh, a couple months ago for white label opportunities. Um, we were receptive to the idea, but we really want to make sure that. Um, Home Lending Pal is a separate uh, brand that it's out in front. Um, you know, we're a company that's built for the people, by the people. And, you know, we, we're doing this for you, right? Um, not for them. Thanks for listening to the Startup Stage podcast. We'll be back next week with another dream chaser looking for capital to take the next step in their business. For more information on the investors and entrepreneurs, visit StartupStagePodcast.com. Startup Stage is proudly produced by EarFluence with recordings and editing help from Joe Woolworth at Podcast Carry. Executive producer is Jason Gillikin. Assistant producers are Jalen Hatton, Candace Kelly, and Cece Huffman. Special thanks to the University Club in Durham for hosting the recordings. Thank you to our sponsors, Helios, Innovate Capital Law, Lenovo, Startup Hats, WeWork, Fancy This Photography, and the University Club. I'm Sharon Delaney McLeod, and we'll see you next week on the Startup Stage Podcast.